Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Sherlax Team Podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Becky Hull, Heather Steele, and Lou Huff. Hi, everyone. Hello. It's bright and early on a Monday morning. Like, really early. <laughs> Not before working hours on a Monday morning. I also can't help but notice that we look like a girl band today. This is so many coordinated outfits. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> for, for those who can't see us, okay, everyone. Lou and I are both in striped blue shirts, and then... Becky's in a cream jumper and then Heather's in a cream jumper with a blue striped shirt. Beautifully yeah. <laughs> <laughs> coordinated. I'm trying so hard to just not wear jumpers anymore. I'm so over it. Mm. Um, I don't know about you guys. Anyway, the sun started shining this weekend. What a weekend of weather. I looked in the mirror on Sunday night and I was like, ooh, I think maybe I've caught the sun a little bit. <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> well, I think my face was obviously just in this such shock of suddenly seeing sunlight. It was probably just like taking in all those rays. Yeah, it was so lovely. It kind of feels like the weekend after the first time we had snow, uh, apart from you, Charlotte, and everyone was just a bit like, oh, okay, change of scene. And yeah, we're happy except I'm happy it. about this one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was actually so warm as well. Like if you stood in the sun, it felt like really warming on skin. It was so yeah. satisfying and it actually really lifted the mood like I never thought I was somebody that suffered from sad disease but I now think I am maybe the pandemic's not helped that <laughs> I was going to say I think we might be suffering from the global pandemic and the lockdown probably but it's true like you've got to cling on to all we can get right now and god a bit of sunshine makes it a hell of a lot better mm, doesn't it totally Heather, have you started to make the most of Brighton again? It must feel particularly down by the sea, like it's opening up. Yeah, it was, it's been busy the last couple of weekends, actually. But what I was going to say, I was going to ask Becky, because on Saturday, all you lot, all the Londoners were like, wow, spring's here, it's gorgeous. And it was still like really crap down here in Brighton oh, on Saturday. Yeah. So I was like, oh, what? It's rubbish. But then thankfully yesterday, I think it finally travelled down south a bit more. So um, yeah, I got the joy of it all yesterday. But yeah, the seafront, I took a friend's dog for a walk yesterday that I look after occasionally and I had to we just sort of turned back about halfway down on the seafront because it was just so really busy. really busy mm-hmm. oh well it's to be expected isn't it I suppose with yeah. You know, everyone's been cooped up indoors. I walked the dog through Regent's Park on Saturday morning and I can't explain the amount of groups of people I saw exercising. Mm. I mean, like 10 people cycling and then stopping and having a chat or like 12 people on a running club together. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm sure you're only supposed to exercise with one other person. So I'm yeah. not entirely sure why everybody's <laughs> getting away with it. Particularly yeah. when the weather's nicer. It makes it it's so like everyone's just thought, you know what, Boris is about to announce something. Let's just preempt it. Let's yeah. just do what we want. <laughs> not great but anyway at least we can get outside and they did say in the yeah. news this morning Boris is speaking later today that we can sit and have a coffee or a picnic yes one that, I thought that was good that would yeah. be really nice yeah anyway what has everybody been watching listening to who's got some new recommendations for us Heather so I'll just say it for the fifth time still watching The Sopranos on the final yeah, series uh, but so enjoying it th- yeah loving it we're trying to take it really slowly because well my boyfriend's seen it before but I haven't but yeah just trying to savour it because it is genuinely as good as everybody says it is so just trying to 
absorb it all. But no, very, very good. Would recommend. But no, a new series that we sort of ended up binging on is on Now TV and Sky at the moment. And it's called Zero Zero Zero. So it's in three languages and it's set in three parts of the world. It's a drug series, basically. It's all about <laughs> a drug haul. And it focuses on the three different families who are conspiring to move, yeah, five tons of cocaine across the Atlantic. So you've got the Mexican sort of cartel and these brothers who, you know, run their gang and the people who sort of work for them. And then in America, you've got the sort of shippers and the people who are actually going to make sure that the drugs get over to the third family who are a mafia family in Italy. And they're the ones who want to buy the drugs. So it's, yeah, in all different languages, depending on where people are. But it's just really, really good. I think if you like anything that's, you know, like Narcos or, you know, Breaking Bad or not even that, just a sort of family drug drama sort of succession style stuff it's definitely worth a watch Ooh, that, is, that sounds yeah. right up our street yeah, yeah, too. yeah honestly it's uh, it's very snappy yeah eight episodes so it doesn't drag or anything and it definitely ends with a sort of like ah okay this <laughs> might be a second series but if there isn't then that's cool it's ended in a good way so yeah Ooh. I would definitely give that a go if you're after a new drama to watch the, the other thing I watched, I don't know if anyone saw it, but it's Stan and Ollie, which is that film that came out a couple of years ago, but it's just come on iPlayer this week. So if you're after a nice watch, I definitely recommend that. It's about Laurel and Hardy in their sort of later years and when their sort of careers on in decline and how they're trying to, you know, revive their careers again. But it's got John C. Riley in and Steve Coogan. And yeah, they're just really, really nice as a pairing together. And it's just a very nice story. It's got sort of everything you'd expect from, you know, friendship to rivalry to, you know, sadness at things that they've lost in their lives. But no, it's it's just a very nice watch, I reckon, if you're after a sort of 90-minute film to watch on a Sunday night. Is it factually correct? You know? Yeah, I think or so. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's a reimagining because obviously a lot of it is just the conversations between the pair of them that you don't know exactly what happened. But in terms of the events that take place, that's based on yeah, true events. Interesting. Sort of light escapism. Exactly. Blue, anything to recommend? The last two weeks we've been binging Line of Duty. We're up to season five is we're going to start this week so that's been thrill and last weekend our sort of romantic date night we were like oh what should we watch what should we watch and um we came across get out have you guys seen this very romantic yeah, okay. yeah it's, it's, it's romantic it's, it ain't it's far far from a kind of a rom-com we like never watch scary films and we were like should we just do it and absolutely loved it. it so for those that don't know it stars daniel kaluuya and alison williams and without giving too much away she invites him to come and stay at her family's house in the country and he starts to notice a lot of weird things going on and I won't say anything else because this is like a spoiler but yeah we haven't watched a scary film we've just quite a lot lot of watched sort of mysteries and romance and comedy and things like that and so it was just really fun to be properly scared for a while Mm. it's a really 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 good film and I really enjoyed it there was so much narrative around that film and for those who don't know it's a Jordan Peele who's the director like it's it's his baby and it's his commentary about race relations and America and you know the roles of white people in America and black Mm. people in America and because it was kind of positioned as this like polemic almost at the time I didn't realize quite how scary it would be I knew it was like a dark film but I thought it was you know about the politics of race I didn't realize it would also be like 
fucking terrifying. <laughs> it really, I mean, it's proper gory, awful stuff. I wouldn't say it's gory. Well, actually, maybe a little bit. Yeah, the last, the last 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I literally, I text Polly and Charlotte and was like, have you both seen this? And immediately got responses. And Charlotte was saying there's one scene that really stayed with her. And then literally that evening, I could not get that scene out of my head. Mm. It's not a spoiler to say, just that bit with the grandma's face. That's all I'll say. But there's this bit with the grandma's face. And I see her face in the middle of the night. And I watched the film maybe two years ago. Like it just it's so I'm not great yeah. with scary films to be fair, but it really, really it really stays with you that one. I know, yeah. just, it, it was like such a satisfying like rush of adrenaline in watching yeah. it that yeah, I haven't had obviously lockdown as things have got pretty snooze. So it was like something exciting to, to endure. <laughs> I've been on the hunt for like an in inverted commas fun because I, I for me that's the thing that's really well not just for me, for everybody, that that's the thing that really I think is missing yeah. in lockdown. You know, there's plenty of activities that you can do which are yeah. nice and kill the time nicely but I'm not sure that I'm having you know a lot of fun yeah I don't think anyone's having a lot of fun um and I do think that that yeah some kind of adrenaline rush like a scary movie it does yeah. give you that at least mm. I don't I just feel like you kind of day by day you just go through the motions and you have the same sort of feelings of you know whatever it is yeah. is going on and it's just you think just kind of crop up again so it's just suddenly a kind of out of the ordinary like oh this is an interesting feeling I haven't had in a while so I've been on this mission to find fun things to do and I put a thing on my insta stories the other day being like please you know, if anyone's got any like actually fun things to do there were some good suggestions one of which which I haven't tried yet but someone suggested driving through a car wash like a you know like an electric car wash and just playing your music really, I love really loudly I mean I just think that is the best I know it was probably only about five minutes of fun but I think that is the best you just go round just keep yeah, going just keep going <laughs> Um, so that's quite jokes um yeah. i think as well Corner. just giving yourself an excuse to get properly dressed is just such a mood lifter like it's so easy to just throw on the same trackies hoodie trainers puffer jacket hat it just feels so boring so i think as soon as you make that effort and you know clothes can make you feel so much better and i think giving yourself an excuse even if it's just for yourself on the weekend to break it up and get properly dressed but yeah I think have an excuse to go out or you know if we are allowed to then see one friend outside then that friend is going to get <laughs> such a joy so you can't dress up everyone's going to get yeah just you wait to like yeah. coffee with you and my ball girl <laughs> I don't know if something's in the air though but like we went for a walk this weekend and people were really dressed up at the dance maybe it is just everybody's got to a stage now they just want to we were out, I think it was earlier in the week and I was standing in the queue for Gales and this woman walked past and she was wearing a bright pink coat, a camel neck, green skirt, knee high boots and like a bright bag and like full face of makeup. And she looked so fabulous. And this lady ran past her and stopped and just said, I just want to say how lovely you look. It's Aww. such a nice change to seeing everybody in a tracksuit, seeing someone actually make an effort. Yeah. And it just like really lifted my spirits. Like I think there's nothing nicer than like giving a compliment unnecessarily like that. But it was just like, yeah, like why don't we make an effort more? Yeah. It's great. So true. Yeah. So true. Yeah. I'm still, I'm steadfastly still putting on my face makeup every day, like despite the fact that every morning I'm like, really this again? But it then means on the weekend, the, the weekend's my break. Like, I guess like it would be a normal life. So therefore I'm yeah. kind of letting this letting the side down. I sit here locked up in this room all day with full face. Yeah. <laughs> and when I'm unleashed into the world, I look terrible. <laughs> hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I don't know about you guys, but I know I'm turning to Instagram more than ever. For fresh inspo, God, I mean, people in all these other countries that seem to have it quite a lot better than we do at the oh, moment I know. Um, in terms of freedoms. I'm finding whether it's food, interiors, fashion, whatever, I'm just loving seeing other people and, you know, again, perhaps it's just filling that void. Has anyone got anyone cool, new to recommend on Insta? I've been looking for a bit of tablescape inspo at the moment because we've got a few birthdays coming up in this household and I just thought nothing to do. So I'm going to absolutely go for it and just like really snazz up their birthdays this year and she's called mrs alice shop on instagram and it's just constant picture after picture of beautiful like sort of tablescapes and gorgeous cutlery and gorgeous plates and just all that kind of fine detail that gives you inspiration for when you well host maybe two people in the house but it's just (laughs) it's just nice to kind of if say you are wanting to do a little party indoors or you know something really fun she's got such a colorful feed and it's just giving me nice escapism and I think also because I am looking for a house at the moment it's that vibe of kind of wanting to get I don't know you just want fresh inspiration you just want to get away from your four walls same old boring yeah table stuff um so she is Alice Naylor Leyland who is a Vogue contributor and uh, yeah a bit of a fashion icon but yeah she launched her own range of tableware last year year before maybe Mm -hmm. yeah I think it was last year yeah yeah and yeah I agree I mean it's completely gorgeous everything she does which is completely in keeping with her her amazing style isn't it it's um, just so fun and vibrant yeah. like it just is pure escapism agrees heather anyone new the thing is like everyone's a bit new to me because i haven't had instagram for so long so yeah i'm probably just gonna say all the same people that everyone else likes i've recently really been enjoying following a considered space which is this girl who lives in the barbican she rents one of the smaller flats there she's called eleanor and yeah she just posts lots of really cool homeware stuff all the time and does like a Sunday edit of things that she's found during the week and yeah I really like her account so yeah I'm always excited when she posts stuff she did yeah. a collab with Monroe and Kerr those lampshades those scallopy lampshades which were just incredible yeah they were great mm. and yeah. she's just done another drop of those actually I think my dream would be to live in the Barbican so I just kind of like <laughs> live through her and what her life is like living there to be honest but no I really rate her she always sort of talks about affordable homewares as well which I think is nice because I think some of the other people I follow it's gorgeous stuff but very much aspirational never gonna happen for me kind of vibes whereas she is yeah a nice mix of sort of vintage and new affordable and then slightly less affordable so yeah bit of everything yeah I really rate her Lou what about you no one probably like massively new but people I'm loving at the moment there is a someone called NL Marilyn who is a sort of style influencer she's heavily pregnant right now but she is a constant source of style inspiration kind of a nice mix of interiors fashion beauty just kind of beautiful aesthetic pieces as well which I love Jay Things is another one to check out if you're 
looking for sort of non-fashion inspo. Charlotte, what about you? Anyone yeah. good? Becky, I'm a bit like you. I've kind of fallen down more of a tablescape hole. I think it started when I was planning Ben's birthday and, and ended up just really falling down a hole of caterers. And I, I'm feeling very over winter as well. Mm. So everybody I'm following is really colourful, really creative. Um, there's a girl called Jessica Guyen. It's spelled N-G-U-Y-E-N. Um, and she's in Australia and she's a chef, but she also does the most incredible tablescapes. It's all super bright, super super colourful, super outdoorsy. It's just so joyful and just makes me dream about you know, summer dinners with friends and that kind of thing. Then there's another one called pasta underscore mama underscore. Mm. And they are a supper club, but a pasta supper club in Australia. Mm. And I think I must have found one through the other. There's definitely some connection to that girl, Jessica, that I was just recommending. But I I sent it to my best friend this weekend. I was like, we have to do this in the summer. Like, please God, we're allowed friends over for dinner and, you know, can be outside eating. It's just the most, again, so colourful, great recipe ideas, really lovely sharing plates um, and such good tablescaping inspo from, you know, throwing tomatoes, from making a run out of different shaped tomatoes to, you know, mismatched colourful jars of things. But, you know, there's no kind of order or it's it's very different to Mrs. Alice, Becky, but um, I think in the most summery, colourful, joyful way. I was about to say, I'm looking looking at it now. It's Beautiful. beautiful like all the flowers it? and the food yeah oh that makes you want summer so badly so badly i mean i could keep going but i've also <laughs> fallen really hard for her name is bees bakery b-e-e-s oh, yeah. bakery I, oh, yeah gosh, i follow her, her cakes she yeah. makes the most stunning cakes like so summery so beautiful it just all of these things just make you want to have to throw a birthday party don't they but yeah they're all covered with natural petals and flowers and everything and just again so beautiful and then finally in completely the same vein there's a caterer called by matilda oh uh, yeah um, oh my god i'm obsessed with her instagram again i'm just like earmarking her for when we can finally have some kind of party and she creates these huge incredibly vibrant verdant looking tablescapes and food you know it all looks like it's kind of grown out of some fairy forest somewhere (laughs) it's just so beautiful it's got more of a kind of English country garden feel than the obviously than the Aussie recommendations but if you're looking for ideas for you know whether it's a summer lunch or whether it's a cake that you're going to bake or whatever it's just so abundant and exactly what we need I think going into spring so Mm. my recommendations gorgeous lovely Let's move on. Similar veins, sort of, and talk about pizza. We wrote a feature on how to make the best pizza at home. Um, but I don't think we've ever actually talked about pizza on the podcast, other than as a kind of hangover saviour. And I don't know about you guys, but I feel like maybe it's this rise of the home kits. But I'm having pizza more than ever before at the moment. Heather, you're nodding. Yeah, I, I love pizza. <laughs> but I, I'm the same. Like, we keep getting takeaway pizzas every Saturday, but I think it's just because I'm just so bored of cooking, basically, three meals a day yeah. constantly so no, like not like breakfast is cooking but I've started like making this smoothie that seems I count it as cooking because you've got to measure all these ingredients out and then wash the bloody blender afterwards yeah. so it seems like <laughs> it's a the lot clearing up yeah. <laughs> but um yeah now I'm like no Saturday night's the one night the one meal I am not going to cook so yeah it just ends up being pizza because I can cook curries at home and Asian and all those other kind of treat foods I suppose 
suppose whereas pizza i'm like i don't know just i know becky knows this but in brighton there are just loads of really 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 good pizza delivery places so there's enough of them to like mix up to keep things interesting Mm. i'd say where do you go what are the recommendations so there's one called the original toby's which does sort of u.s style pizzas which are quite cheesy but they put like parmesan on the outside crust before it goes in the oven so it's like really crispy and cheesy we actually should define i think first of all what because everybody does have a different definition of what makes a good pizza like personally yeah. i'm after like a really doughy yeah crust same. i'm not into a thin crust i'm a, i'm not. after like a real like a burnt bubbling sourdough situation. neapolitan style yeah basically yeah yeah well there are good right. ones of those here as well because okay. there's a sort of nappily family run one called nanny nellas but basically depending on what pizza you fancy there's a good one for you there's like one called Wildflower, which does like slightly mm. unusual toppings. There's like, yeah, a classic Italian one with those bases you were describing. If you want that sort of pizza, yeah, there's original Toby's. If you want like a US pizza that, you know, Italians would be like, this is not pizza, mate. But that kind of thing. <laughs> so whatever you fancy, there's there's something for you around here. And obviously London's got tons of brilliant ones as well. But Very I love brilliant. pizza, basically. I'd eat it every day if I could. Me too. And I often try and convince myself it's not that bad because I'm often like, if you just get a plain mug, it's just a bit of cheese tomato. But then I think we all know that there's a lot of grease and oil as well. <laughs> I'm the opposite, Becky. Like that feels naughty to me. But then if you load it with veg, then I'm like, well, <laughs> veg on some bread. Like, how about one of your five a day? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you're obviously not a cheese eater, but I do feel like you're into a pizza regardless. Yeah, I literally love a pizza. I remember, I think when you said the top around, so I was thinking about all the pizza chat we could have, and the best pizza I ever remember having back in the day was when I did I used to eat meat and I went to Australia we were like traveling around in a camper van and so like restaurant eating was like minimal and we stopped off at Noosa and we had this pizza and it had pesto chicken and pine nuts which Mm. is so Mm. not an actual pizza like a proper Italian pizza Mm. but it was unreal I that still like is in my head as the best pizza I've ever had but nowadays yeah I love a pizza but like you Charles I like a proper doughy like I don't understand when you go to a restaurant and you see people eat the inside of their pizza and leave mm. their crust. No, what is like, that about? Oh, I have to I, I do quite often leave the doughy crust because I find it, it that's, that then gets plain. But that's the style of pizza I like rather than okay. like thin crust. No, that's almost really? like the best part of it for me. Yeah. I like, a, like keep it simple, like a tomato base, basil, chilli oil, rocket, and like big doughy crust. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chilli oil, definitely. For those crusts, that's exactly yeah. why it's I often there. find those ones where, where you where you can sort of make it yourself. Often, I think you get a bit sort of trigger happy with the ingredients. And mm. then there's nothing worse than if you like make it too heavy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah basically so soggy yeah. and it just doesn't hold it. So I think minimal toppings actually is best. Yeah, in this piece, actually, because I interviewed some pizza chefs about it. And one of the key takeaways was like, don't get greedy basically try and stick to two or three toppings max for that very reason the base will go soggy you can't pick it up without it sort of drooping everywhere but again I don't really mind like I know it's not ideal but like that's does its own thing as well oh yeah yeah when it's a bit soggy a bit cold the cheese is a bit congealed that I still I love it we at the beginning I think lockdown one we did a 
pizza pilgrims delivery which was so oh, yeah. hard to get hold of at the time and we're a bit like oh I'm not sure like how baking that yourself is really going to work like not and in a pizza oven I was gonna say it was a frying pan one as well wasn't yeah, it? yeah it's a frying pan one so you get these amazing kits that they send in the post and they're sort of wrapped in like lamb's wool and you roll out the dough yourself and the sauce is already made then you've got kind of all the components so it's the, the main thing is basically just kneading out the dough and kind of spinning it around your hand mm-hmm. pretending you're a pro I bet um, Lewis loved that yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then doing your your toppings and then you fry it in the frying pan the base in the frying pan and then you just put the top for a few few I think it's like 30 seconds or something under the grill and it was absolutely amazing Ooh. so and I think they are nationwide now they are yeah. so you should definitely try it if you're a pizza fan um and you don't want to get a regular takeaway there's something it kind of feels like a treat I guess that you're not you know there's not loads of pans to get out and cooking and chopping it's very easy um but yeah delicious I did the Paso one last week. I was going to say Paso to Go's yeah. ones are brilliant oh, as well. So good. That was like, a, again, again, it's probably not for purists who like a really thin crust. It was so doughy. <laughs> but I guess you can choose how doughy you yeah, want. Totally. Because you're the one that defines the, yeah. um, the size of the crust. But it was so, it was like exactly what I wanted. You can put it in the frying pan or the oven. I went with the oven. I was just a bit nervous yeah, about the frying I pan. I did the thing. oven one with that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, which one did which pizza did you go for Heather do you remember um it was like the spicy salami one so it had like jalapenos uh sort of pickled red onion and yeah salami I think like quite simple but it was Yum. so good I went for the anchovies and capers which in Ooh. hindsight was probably quite salty but so good Literally yeah so delicious oh yeah highly recommend the other thing I feel about pizzas is that it doesn't matter like how high or how low you go it's still delicious like Mm. I would never knock a pizza express I I still absolutely love pizza express it doesn't matter really where it's from as long as it's doughy and tomatoey yeah Yeah. and then I had a truffle pizza yesterday and it was also absolutely sensational I was about to say truffle oil on a pizza oh my god also I had one with fennel salami the other week and it was just like just a bit of burrata fennel salami Mm. and a bit of basil and I was literally like in my happy place where was that from becky just in case it's a well, local place i need to well actually heather maybe local for you but it's west sussex it's in hurstby point in a place called village pizza kitchen okay so if you're in the area for a walk check it out it's a little family-owned business they've only just set it up and it literally exceeded all expectations i was good. 10 out of 10 unreal. we regularly pilgrimage to home slice oh i mean that's absurdly large but a home slice pizza <laughs> the one with it's like pine nuts and mushrooms and it might be honey even it's, it's, yeah. it's like a bit sweet i spend a lot of time thinking about it sunflower yeah. seeds interesting but combination they always do weird pizzas in a good way though the one i like again it's got jalapenos on and also like rye bread that they've crisped up and put on as a crumb which is really oh. good as well mm. Yeah. Thoughts yeah. on egg on a pizza? I'm not. I that's not no. a bit of me. No. I, agree. I, I understand with the Florentina Ooh. thing, but it's not my vibe. Yeah. 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 I think I used to be into that, but I think I would now. What's your pizza <laughs> express order? And oh. probably a, a margarita. What's... So boring. <laughs> Classic marg. Classic marg. Garlic butter. Sorry, that home size pizza is mushroom ricotta, pumpkin seeds, chili flakes, chives, and soy truffle glaze. Ooh. It is. Oh, I can see that working. Un- yeah, na- yeah, now you've it's put so the old sweet and nutty. And- yeah. Mm. Oh. yeah, oh, I'm out to go for dinner. Oh. The thing I miss about Home Slice, going back to the size, Charlotte, is, and going back mm. to what we were saying at the start of this whole conversation, is that you just go with like eight mates and order mm. like two huge pizzas and just get like 
round of Negroni to start with and then go into yeah. beer and just be grabbing slices like fuck I can't wait yeah. to do something like that again. I, know, I know I know it hurts a bit doesn't it it, it, literally, doesn't it literally does Ben and I eat one of those between two of us so oh yeah I, I was <laughs> being, you and your eight mates um I was being very polite there I definitely had one to myself and taken half of it home on the train yeah. back for my boyfriend oh. yeah oh dream oh my god oh. I love home slices so much there's a place on Hampstead High Street called Lantica oh I've heard really good things about that there are no words for it it's like imagine <laughs> Franco Manca but like if it was actually really really good and really italian it's that it's it, it, i would move heaven and earth for atlantica pizza well if you are looking to make your own pizzas at home then do have a look at the feature on the site let's end with a bit of fashion we wrote feature on how to shop for a designer handbag not everybody is in the market for a new designer bag these days or you know generally at all but i did think there were some really interesting takeaways in here in terms of investing and investing in fashion specifically so Lou what did you think was the best advice in this feature there are so many good points in this feature the best one I think is don't be seduced by the price a lot of these designer bags come with like there's a smaller version or there's a fabric version or there's a more trend version and I think you can think oh wow I'm getting that for this price then you know what a saving but actually a designer handbag really should last you a lifetime. It really is a proper, proper investment piece. And I think there is no point trying to save £300 on something if actually by saving that, it's not going to go with everything that you own or it's going to be out of date in a year or it's going to be too small to kind of keep all your belongings. So I think that is actually a really important point. I think really think about what you want, whether it's the colour, the size, the practicality, what it's being used for, what it's going to go with in your wardrobe. A handbag really should be able to go with every single thing that you wear so don't get caught out by a funky color or anything too small just to save all i want is a funky colored small design bag at the moment that's all i I can think about but i think if it's your first design handbag or if you don't have many then you really need to think about that kind of being like your starting point obviously if you have then you know options then (laughs) why not have fun with it but i think if you are thinking about like your first designer handbag then I think that's the most important thing because that really will be your forever bag I agree and actually the biggest I think mistake that I would have made when I was younger which I now wouldn't do is that actually I don't think a black bag is the right I think people automatically think that black is it should be if you're going to buy an investment handbag it should be black but actually it's I personally never use black handbags in the summer from about April onwards it feels way too heavy I would always go navy over black or grey and I think so many people think you know just think right first designer handbag should be black but that's yeah I would I would definitely advise against that actually for mm. year-round use Heather what is the dream designer handbag I feel like you're gonna have something fabulous up your sleeve <gasps> I find this really <laughs> difficult because you know when someone asks you something like that I was trying to think earlier when I saw the topics and I just couldn't really think of anything which is really shit isn't it the thing is I probably wouldn't go down like the more sort of classic route that people have like they're all like I'm not gonna name any names but like lots of beautiful bags out there that I mean I wouldn't say no to any of them but I I definitely don't have my heart set on like a classic handbag but I was recently very tempted by the shrimp sale they had lots of their bags for 50% off and then I think in the end 60% off but Lou what you were just saying I found really interesting because I didn't get one in the end but I was really sort of seduced by buying one that I think it was 150 pounds in the end and I was Mm. really like just because I really want a shrimp's handbag I was like yes it's 
the cheapest one there and it's really nice so I'm gonna get it yeah. but then actually I was thinking about it and it was like it was really small and it, I, I probably could have worn it for a couple of weddings or something like that but I was like if I'm gonna get one I might as well just get like the biggest best one I can at yes. the right time rather than just sort of getting one because it's in the sale just because I want one sort of the thing. worst but... thing I think to do is when you're shopping the sale is to go sort by price because literally all you're doing is then is looking for a bargain rather yeah, than yeah you're so do right. I actually like this you kind of have to like hide the price and be like hey do I love this and then see what the price is before you're going to be seduced by that that's, That's so, so true. true. Um, but also I've got my Vivian Westwood leather handbag that I got when I was 21 that I saved up for for a very long time. And uh, at the time I like used to get the piss taken out of me by bouncers and all sorts because it's massive. And everyone used to be like, <laughs> love, why have you brought your suitcase with you on nights out? That's when it is a big bag. <laughs> it's a big bag. But I love that. And I try not to use it too much because it was definitely used and abused a lot in my early 20s, you know, like chucking on the floor in clubs and stuff like that. So I'm trying to take more care of it now but for me I feel like that it wasn't even that expensive in hindsight I think it was 630 pounds but when you're 21 well back in the day that's a hell of a lot of money now they are obscene amounts these design when I look now yeah I'm like oh my god that seems like an absolute bargain for a birthday when I was younger I got a a Louis Vuitton Speedy which is like the kind of bowling style bag with the top handles and I just I don't know why I so clearly remember this I guess because I probably begged for it for ages but it was 320 pounds I've got like the I've got like the big one it's not it's not the little thing it's now over 800 and I know I'm quite old now you know it's been a while but still I can't believe that how much designer bags have gone up mm. by. It's, yeah, it's that's insane. Mad. It does show, though, that bags do really hold their value. So mm. you kind of can look at them, I think, as a bit of an investment, you know, look to Vestiaire. If you don't want to buy new, then, you know, there's great options on Vestiaire. But I think they are a sort of a worthwhile lifelong investment mm. as well. I was thinking about that, Lou, because when you said before, you know, you should be buying a designer handbag with it in mind that you'll have it forever. And I'm not, I actually not sure I agree. I think the beauty of the resale market is that you can buy something and a few years later, you know, you can exchange it for something else and you'll, you'll make a loss. You like, you probably will, mm. but at least, you know, it's, it's almost like a rental fee. That's how I see it. I try not to be too sentimental about anything that I buy and actually think of it as a right, well, I'll invest this money now that will come back round. You know, mm. I sold my fairy Gucci loafers and then put that money in something else and obviously you make a loss but I think that the commitment is scary the idea of you must buy this and you must love it until you die (laughs) I quite like the idea that you can kind of just keep you know reinventing and putting that money towards something else Becky what about you dream designer bag do you know what I have never been someone maybe I'm really basic but I'm bags just do not interest me I I know that sounds really boring but if I was going to spend money or invest in something I would much rather a really nice dress or a pair of shoes I just I don't know what it is. I look at bags and I just end up getting one on the high street. Having said that, I did, when I left Red Magazine, they gave me a Sandro Paris cream bag. It's actually already broken, caveat. Um, so I need to get it fixed, the buckle. But I mean, it's quite a timeless classic. It's, it's cream. It's really nice for summer, but it's just funny to me. I just would never sort of outwardly go and look for it. Do you know what I mean? Maybe that's just oh. a me thing, but I would much rather get a really nice pair of shoes or like a dress that I know. I will wear time and time again or for sort of different weddings where the same people haven't seen me yeah I don't know just me I I miss using a handbag and wearing a handbag so much like a new handbag is kind of like top of my wish list right now weirdly really? and it makes makes no sense but yeah I just got your eye on one, <laughs> Celine box it's kind of always been top of my wish list but it's 
ridiculously expensive. It's so expensive. It's so chic. And I saw a very well-dressed, I think she must have been like in her 60s, a little lady carrying this bag and it looked so chic on her. And equally, I think, I think it's a really ageless bag. I think you can wear it at any age or stage. I think it immediately just makes your look look so considered and cool and I just think it's the best bag ever. Charlotte, what about you? What is your dream? You say you kind of want something colourful. I know you've been looking for a a small colourful Chanel. Is that that the dream bag? Yeah, it is. It is. And as you say, I mean, I'm lucky enough to have some of the basics covered. But as I say, I don't feel that sentimental about them. You know, if, if there was a trade to be made, I would quite happily do that. Because I also think what you're interested in changes, doesn't it? And the way yeah. you dress. And, you know, I've got I've got a bag that I was lucky enough to get for my 21st that actually I never wear ever because... And it, it's a total classic, but it's just not really myself. I won't get rid of it because I know it's a classic. But yeah, at the moment where I'm at is I actually think, again, kind of going back to what you were saying, Lou, about something going with everything. I feel like a bright colour would go with everything in my wardrobe now better yeah than a classic actually so but, yeah, I, but I don't think saying it will go with everything in your wardrobe that doesn't mean it needs to be a plain colour yeah yeah, yeah I totally think- true I think like it, it's more that it depends on your style. So like for me, having a bright color bag, it, that doesn't totally. go with everything for me because it doesn't fit like my style yeah. and my outfits. But for you, it totally does. So I think yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not, there's not a sort of like, these are the rules that work for every single mm. person. It's totally unique to that individual. Yes, you're so right. You're so right. You, you, at no point did you say, so therefore it must be cream or black. <laughs> I say, no, you are totally right. So anyway, yes. to. fingers crossed, yeah. something to look forward to. Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, if you are looking to invest in a designer bag or you simply want to read our tips, then have a look at the feature on the site um i think we'll leave it there for this week but we just have to say before we end that this is maria's last podcast maria who has so so diligently edited our podcast for three years she is the woman that makes us sound good (laughs) maria thank you so much for putting up with all of our voices and our coughs and our hiccups and also years. hearing us nattering away and talk shit and have to sort of <laughs> yeah try yeah, and make try to make sense of it as well yeah so thank you maria you'll be very very missed very missed. um if you have any feedback at all please do email podcast at shitlux.com you know we love hearing from you don't forget also to rate review subscribe and tell your friends bye-bye